You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show, episode number 72. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, before we start, if you're watching the video version of this, uh, there are very few of you, but if you are one of the video watchers, you'll notice that uh, we're trying something different. We're trying StreamYard. Uh, for the first time, we may be moving all of our shows to it simply for the fact that uh, uh, good old Skype just seems to be dropping the ball constantly. If you listen to the, the Epically Geeky show, we lost a good portion. Of, well, not a, a decent portion of that show uh, at the very end there. And it's I'm hearing other podcasts, same things happening. So uh, we're trying something different. Who um, If this works really well, we may end up shows again but we'll see uh not no promises uh that being said uh if you're watching the video version you may also notice we have a a, a new member on the team uh joseph has decided to join us for our uh book club and in fact uh, we are uh starting off with his book uh the book for this month is the last wish which is it's a, a collected series of, of short stories from the witcher correct uh, by Andrew Sapowski. Uh, hope I got that right. Um, so tell us, Joseph, why why this book? Um, so actually, this goes back a, a few few years now. Uh, back when I was, had my job in Austin and I was having that you know hour and fifteen minute commute every day, uh, I used to listen to podcasts and whatnot. And then one day, uh, I kept hearing you guys talk about all the books you were listening to and, and the show, and it kind of piqued my interest interest a little bit. So I literally went on Audible, opened Fantasy, and I scrolled and I stopped. And that's uh, <laughs> the Witcher series is what it landed on. And I was like, I might as well stop at the uh, start the first one. And that's how I chose uh, this one. And I really liked it. I, it was much better than I thought it was going to be, um, wh- which kind of made me really happy because it was kind of around the time when the first season of the show was about to come out, you know, uh, I'd played the video games and I was like, there's a lot of uh, lore in the video game. I just wanted to see where it all came from. And so that's that's how it, it came. It wasn't some kind of like, oh, this is on my list of things to read forever. It was literally just happenstance. That is the most Joseph answer I can think of. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Um, so you you previous to to reading this, you had, you'd played the games. Yes. Okay. You know what? I'll be honest. I completely forgot about that. I mean, um, my introduction to the Witcher stuff was the series on Netflix. Mm. Um, so I, I, I hadn't played any of the games and I actually, I should have asked about that. Um, I'll go ahead and jump in here real quick. Uh, initial thoughts. I enjoyed it. I, I do think it's helpful that I did watch the series first because I kind of had an idea about this world and this character and kind of some of the stuff that's going on. Um, Otherwise, I might have been a, l- a little bit of, wait, what? What's happening here? Uh, kind of like I was the first season of mm-hmm. said show because it was uh, not in chronological order, uh, which I think was kind of a detriment at first, which is why the second season is in chronological order. Mm-hmm. I think enough people were just like, what is going on here? Um, but that being said, I, I, did, I did enjoy the book. Uh, Chris, thoughts? Um, Like you, I watched the series first um and again the chronological like the back and forth totally messed with me so when i was re- although it did help to read the book though knowing that it was kind of a back and forth i really liked the book i listened to it and uh it was the narrator who made everything better why are we only on the screen you- <laughs> i'm playing around with stuff i'm trying to figure this out i don't, I don't like, like that no it. okay i won't do that <laughs> <laughs> too close <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Hard pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. Uh, yeah, uh, but I, I listened to it, and I think that's what made it. it. It was very interesting. The more I got into it, I'm like, oh, this is an interesting way of doing the fantasy genre. Um, I didn't realize how old the book was. Uh, it's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. No clue. Um, and yeah, I, I, it was delightful. Mm-hmm. Ray, initial thoughts? Um so the intro for me uh, to, to The Witcher is Witcher 3. Um, I did start the game, and then I think other games kind of came out, and other people were bugging me for different times uh, for maybe something to play online. with. Uh, like I can't remember. Yeah. 
Ghost Recon. Like, I don't know. Something with helicopters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got my time torn away from that and got to play that instead, um, which is cool. Uh, it, um, I, I actually remember I when I picked up the game, uh, we went to uh, Fan Expo. Uh, and when I bought the game there, they actually gave me um, the statue of the Witcher uh, that I, I got with it. Um, we had no place for it because we lived in a cottage. I actually traded that in for credit at a, at a place in uh, Port Elgin uh, that had a game store there and uh, were able to give me some credit for that. So I was okay with that. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, as for the book, uh, I, I did listen to it. I didn't, uh, I didn't read it. And um, yeah, it was... No, I will preface this. I had to listen at 1.7 times speed, which I'm not used because. to, because there was a lot of news happening with my Maple Leafs, and <laughs> I had to listen to a lot of podcasts on top of this. So, <laughs> yes, I listened to it, uh, and, and and I may have missed a little bit of it because at 1.7 times, I'm not used to hearing it at that speed. But uh, I, I did catch up enough that I was able to slow it back down to 1.2. After uh, her last hour, I uh, I didn't catch you say the one point, so I heard you say that I was listening to it seven times speed. <laughs> I was like, Where is that in the Audible app? Like, <laughs> we keep so, down here. The guy that used to do those marketing oh, wow. commercials reading the book, <laughs> so I just downloaded it to my brain. Yeah, <laughs> nice, Sean. Initial thoughts, um, so like. Ray, I started with Witcher 3 playing the game. I got about 80 hours into it and all that. And then I, I'm a completionist and I never finished that one, which has always bothered me. I mm -hmm. keep thinking of going back to it, but it's so massive. And I'm like, the time commitment. So, oh, my God. Um, and then I watched the Netflix series. It was Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. or, yes. Yeah. yeah, it was on Netflix. Yep. So I watched it. Like everyone else in the world, didn't like the time jumping around for first season. Uh, so that was my introduction to The Witcher, though. Um, the book, I almost wish I hadn't played the game and watched the series before doing this book. Because by the time I got to this book there was no real surprises because I'd already seen it in the games and I had already seen it in the television series. And once again, it was kind of jumping around in time because it's short stories, which annoyed the crap out of me. Um, and I like from the Netflix series, I had like, they did so good to copy the game. So I had Gerald voice already from Henry Cavill and Dan Dill Dan Dillion. Dillion. Yeah. I freaking love the singer that they have for the Netflix series. So when he tried singing in the book, it's like, <laughs> oh my God, it's killing me. It's so horrible. So, I gotta agree with you on that one. <laughs> uh, so I didn't like the book probably as much as I could have if because I had already built the world in my head. And in Netflix, it helped me build it. And the game had built me build it. So by the time the original come around the book, I was like, ah, nah, it's not as good. It was all right, but it wasn't as good. Fair enough. Um, I mean, this is definitely another good example of um, it, this one's actually kind of interesting because most of the time there's the whole debate of read the book, watch the movie first. Yeah. And now you've actually got a three, you've got, three things going in there is like, do you start with the game? Do you start with the book? Do you start with the TV show? Um, so that's kind of an interesting uh, little caveat thrown into this one as well. So, uh, but that being said, um, let's, let's kind of jump into quick, the book. Eugene, uh, uh, about the Netflix series. Did y'all, were you all as surprised as I was? How, I mean, it was very faithful to the book. I mean, oh, they changed, yeah. the, changed the name of Dendillion to, I don't remember. Jasker. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. but other than that, it was like you could have picked a spot in the book and knew exactly where the show was going, and vice versa. And yes. that was thanks to Henry Cavill. Yeah, he ran that, and 
man, the, the next season's going to be a disaster. I don't think I'm even going to watch it with replacing him. Okay, so. the next season is with him. The yeah, one after the that one after is, is, and I'll be honest with you, Sean. I may give the fourth season a shot, but I'm really kind of thinking third season's going to be it because I don't see how they can replace him. No, as the main unless, character, he that he is that character. He is, mm-hmm. and unless they like give some sort of reason as to why Geralt looks different, they can make it up. Whatever, unless well, they but they didn't with Siri. They replaced Siri between one and two. I hated that. <laughs> yeah, I I probably won't. I've seen pictures of Liam Hemsworth. Oh, back, please. Thank you. Well, let's get into the book. Um, favorite part of the book, Joseph? Um, I want to say either the the fight with the Striga because I painted a picture so well in my brain, and mm-hmm. then it, it was like they took that picture and turned it into the Netflix adaptation of it, mm-hmm. or um. The part with uh, uh, Dandelion getting strangled by the genie, I just thought that was funny more than anything. You know, he was this super selfish bard trying to do something. And uh, and then, of course, when you find out that the exorcism that Geralt does didn't really mean anything, (laughs) I I was like, okay, that it was when I came across those. And that's like, what, halfway through the first book, I think, is like, okay, I I knew I was going to like this, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, those probably, I think, were the two things that stood out to me. They're the ones I still like vividly remember, you know, from reading the book. Um, honestly, I, I, I like, I like the fact that it is um, higher fantasy, but it also like there's a lot of humor in the book. Like, I really did enjoy. <laughs> A lot of the just the way that he interacts with people, just like you said, like uh, some of the characters are, are fantastic. But um, I like if, if we're going to talk about a specific scene, uh, the scene where he meets up with the guy that uh, and I can't remember his name, the guy that uh, looks looks like looks like a monster. And he has all the women that are coming to him or whatever and staying with him. Mm-hmm. He basically treats him like a princess or whatever. And he's like, I'm not a real monster. Um uh number one that was also in in the series but it's just like i i like i like the writing i did enjoy mm-hmm. the writing on this um and uh I'll, I'll go ahead and jump ahead and say that i'm considering continuing on with the series at this point um i will probably do one of the uh legitimate books instead of like i said this is a, a collection of short stories uh, so I'd be interested to see how the 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 book is compared to you know the the series of short stories. But uh, I I enjoyed the writing and the character. So uh, Chris, what do you enjoy? Um, I th- I don't have like a favorite scene. I think my favorite thing about the whole book was all the interesting retellings of fairy tales. It took me a minute to catch on. I'm like, oh, I see what you did there. I like it. So I and I think that's. I, that's why I keep reading these things over, over the different retellings because I want to see the author's twist on it. So mm-hmm. I really liked Andre's different take on these common fairy tales. I thought that was really cool. And I love, love the narrator. It was just so <laughs> interesting to listen to him. <laughs> Peter Kenny. It was just, yeah. So that whole, the, my whole favorite thing was just the different retelling of the fairy tales. Nice. Uh, Sean? Um, I did like uh, Dandelion getting that whole fishing scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He was like, just, we're going to eat so well. And Gerald keeps telling him, back off. You're going to, it's going to snap. And it, no, 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 it'll be fine. We're, and he goes on about the recipes and stuff like that. And basically anytime Dandelion was in it, like mm. they, they're so good. It's like a Laurel and Hardy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they play off each other, um, and it's like that in the Netflix series too, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But they did um, a good job capturing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the humor, which it it dulls the edges of Gerald uh, when mm-hmm. he's finds the brooding type and all that, and then he's more human when he's with him. And I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was really well written. Those uh, those dialogue points and stuff like that. 
And the stories themselves, like the individual short stories, were all really good. Um, I'll get to my qualms later on. <laughs> well, actually, that was going to be the next question up was, uh, what was your least favorite thing, Joseph? Uh, the the way it was put together, I, I think I would have preferred like a chronological yeah. story. A narrative full. Yeah, instead of a bunch of little short stories. Yeah. Uh, the... To answer your question about the rest of the books, Eugene, because I've read up to book, I finished book three, I'll eventually start book four at some point in time. It does kind of get more into a more traditional okay. sense as it, as it moves along, uh, except for, I think it's called The Blood of Elves, where it's like a, a backstory. That is all just like flashbacks. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> So this dude obviously loves his uh, his uh, uh, jumping around in time. He's yeah. <laughs> so chronological storytelling is not his forte. <laughs> so um, least favorite thing, um, I, I like I said, I did. I'm like you, Sean. I did enjoy the short stories. I thought each one had each one had something interesting in it. Um, but overall, yeah, it would have been kind of nice to have a an ongoing narrative all the way through because. Uh, a huge character in you know in the in the the series you know if you watch the the, the tv series is uh yennefer um and uh she doesn't show up until the very end and then that's actually mm -hmm. how we get the name of the book is yeah is mm -hmm. you know the the last wish because the whole time i'm just going okay all right i guess i, I i'm not really sure why it's titled what it is but you know it, it is what it is and then all of a sudden it's like oh well the last wish and i'm like oh okay so it was from this one short story we we picked this one thing from this one short story made it the title and just kind of crammed everything else in there um actually the the other thing that drives me insane in this and i understand uh this is a different you know he, he comes from a different culture uh different background um but the name Yennefer just drives me insane. Like what you really couldn't put a J in there. Like it just drives me insane for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> considering most of the other names are more not that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like they're either they're kind of out there and you know, they're more fantasy like, and it's literally like, we're going to take Jennifer and substitute a water for a J. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> so in fact, when I was watching the original series uh, on Netflix, I was like, are they, are they just like really butchering the, the pronunciation of her name? Like, is it is that sort of, like, is it something the way this person speaks? Like, what's going on here? And it's like, no, it's just how it's written. I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess so. Whatever. So, um, Chris, least favorite thing? Um, I don't know. Um, I think the more I listened to it, the more I saw the, I saw it as just remembering so it didn't really it didn't bug me the time jumps back and forth because i just made it like he's just remembering stuff and as he's recovering um um almost that i didn't watch like sean that i didn't watch the show beforehand because all i could see in my head were the actors that were portraying those characters that's all i could see in my head while i was listening to it so i kind of wish i had my own version but other than that, that, that's it. Sean, things you didn't like. Um, the main thing, and you guys already touched on it with the names, and <laughs> it's, I don't know, it could be getting in my old age and all that. I'm having a hard time remembering names to begin with. But, yeah, I have a hard time remembering Matt and Steve and Mark and Jennifer <laughs> and stuff like that. So <laughs> when... The names are so out there and then start sounding similar. There's some of the stories I had no idea what character was talking. Uh, mm -hmm. I just I got lost. And I'd like back it up and okay, what's going on here? And then I like screw it. What was it in Netflix? Oh, okay, I remember that person. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to link it to something I'd already seen. Right. And this happened more than once, and that was frustrating as all get out um i like the stories but yeah uh, just the the names i had a really hard time and it wasn't just the people names like it was the monster names and uh the locations like even the names of the towns mm -hmm. like, holy crap come on but 
Yeah, I get it. Like maybe these are very they're more common in Polish. I don't know. That's, yeah, uh, um, it, it very well could be, and then it's just like, yeah, well, good on you. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> maybe maybe the publisher should like maybe rethink some of the stuff like when he's bringing it to other languages. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, opinion on that. Yeah, um. Yeah, so kind of skipping around here, um, and I think some of us already covered this. Would you read another book by this author? Obviously, you already have, Joseph. <laughs> so um, how many of the books have you read? Uh, three plus the one, like, side story. Okay. I, I think there are eight in total, if I remember hmm. correctly. Ooh, I didn't realize there were that many. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought maybe there were four five but you know what freaking did we've done uh 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 the beer can so i mean that's like what 19 books so yeah i can i can handle eight um looks like there's nine there's okay um yeah i I, like i said i think try one of the uh the novels you know it's a little more put together it's not you know much short stories uh i think i'm gonna give it a shot because like i said i have enjoyed the writing on it so uh i kind of want to see where it goes and i mean i like the characters uh so it's it's like all right well let's let's, let's see what they're up to now so uh chris would you would you read any other books by this author oh yeah sure <laughs> i really like the series and i like the first book so why not i mean it might not happen anytime soon but if i if i have uh you know a gap in my tbr i'd be like oh <laughs> <laughs> uh right three quick questions because you were you were out for a second there sorry um, no problem uh favorite part of the book least favorite part of the book would you read more by the author um so favorite part of the book would probably be um i don't know i like the i like the gin fight i i thought that was, that was really, <laughs> yeah i i thought it was a it was Kind of an interesting fight. It was a good description. I want to know what the fuck his his last wish was. I have an idea, of course, but they don't actually say what the last wish is, which I thought was hilarious. What don't you like? Yeah. That they did uh, <laughs> uh, the book and the series confused, but I don't remember if Yennefer didn't try to take the last wish for, for herself. Yeah, I think she did. Yeah, and I think the last they explain a little bit in the series, uh, Geralt links them. Yeah, together. Yes, and and so I understand in the in the book that we listened to that yes, he's linked to her for forever, which is interesting. But we don't actually see what that last wish is. No, yeah, and that's that's the one that I'm like. Fuck you. <laughs> My least favorite part of the book. Um, and then, then yeah. uh, would you would you read more by the author? Yeah, like I, I'm in. The, I don't mind the writing style, especially if it was. Uh, we'll get into that. Yes. Okay. Uh, Sean, mm-hmm. would you read more? Um, if I, I don't think I would go out and intentionally like oh, I'm going to read some more Witcher books and all that, and it's. It's almost the same as the game. I like played it till I kind of got bored with it. And then I haven't really gotten back into it. And the book is pretty much the same. I kind of like, yeah, it was good. Mm, I'm done. I got other stuff to do. <laughs> gotcha. Let me ask you about the game. So is the game just a series of missions or is it like free world, open it's roaming? You can do a bunch of stuff or free world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then you, you stumble on these stories mm-hmm. throughout. So it, it's cool. It's, it is a good game. Like it's, it, it did win game of the year. Like, well, the third one did right. Game of the yeah. year. Yeah. And it's okay. massive. It's, it's a huge one. So, yeah. Well, so much for playing that then. <laughs> <laughs> I have Zelda and Diablo four waiting for me. It's, Oh yeah. No, it's going to be a little while. Yeah. It's going to be a while. So. <laughs> Um, did reading the book impact your mood? If so, Joseph, I would say yes. It, I mean, I mo- mostly 
uh, well, the first time I listened to it was on that commute. So it made the commute better, you know, but uh, overall, um, I mean, those are the kinds of books I tend to uh, gravitate towards anyway. Uh, I like random changes to things that are already part of the fantasy world. Like, the way Geralt does magic with his sigils. Like I thought that was cool uh, versus just having like a magic wand or whatever, uh, or being like a spell sword. Cause he's not really a spell sword, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but yeah, so I would say, yeah, it, it, it was one of those things where when I first read it, I would, I would actually look forward to the drive. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, there were times that we'd start a new story. And I'm like, okay, well, where are we going now? And it'd take a little bit to kind of get into it. And then once we started kind of getting into it, especially if it was, was a, you know, a story that was in one of the series, you know, in the, the series, I was just like, oh, yeah, I vaguely remember this. And I remember <laughs> having a good time watching it and trying to kind of remember what happens. Um, but yeah, I, there were, there were at least, a, I don't know if I ever laughed out loud, but there were definitely times I, I chuckled, especially going back to the whole gin thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Sean said, it's, it's very well written. The, the, the uh, wordplay between the two is, is very well done. It's very good. Um, in fact, the stories that have uh, the bard in it is, are my favorite of the stories. Like it's just flat out are the best ones. I think um, uh, like you said, he, he tends to be a little too dark, a little brooding uh, and he needs that. Uh, he needs that uh, lighter play. So, and I almost wonder, I know, I know the reason why. No, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Who who played who plays the character in the, in the series? He's leaving not because originally the, the the word came out he was leaving The Witcher, and everyone was just like, "Why are you leaving The Witcher?" I was like, "It's not because you're playing Superman, is it? Because that's that's not a good move. Like, don't don't do that." Um, and it turns out that wasn't it. It's it's because he has issues with the production team he's like y'all are not doing the book and that's what i signed up for so if you're not doing the book i'm i'm out um and i almost wonder if the reason why they're pushing for changes is because they're like yeah the best part is with your when you're with the guy so we're just gonna write him in more and mm-hmm. personally i would have enjoyed that but i could also see if if you're a purist like apparently he is uh being a little like no this is this is not what i asked for y'all are y'all are changing things up to try to make it more uh marketable or whatever so um but yeah i just kind of wonder i mean because he hasn't said he's he's kind of out and said you know yeah they're making changes and that's why i'm exiting uh the project uh but he hasn't full out said well you know it's because they're changing this or they're doing that or whatever so um chris if i'm not mistaken he missed the original casting for Man of Steel because he was playing The Witcher. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was The Witcher. Uh, it was definitely a game, but I don't remember yeah. if it was The Witcher. Yeah, but, but yeah, he's like King Nerd. Oh, he's yeah. awesome. Henry Cavill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if y'all have seen, there's recently a video of him at some, and I, I didn't I didn't even see who the other person is, but they're asking, he's up there talking about Warhammer 40K, yes. and someone else starts asking him, and he's just like, dude, we should play. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> here's us an awesome he's right player. into it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, uh, how did it impact your mood? <laughs> um i i thought it was i it was the narration so the narrator is that is that one of the questions because yeah, if it is uh no is it gonna be because then i'll shush about it no no you give your answer go for it okay anyway uh so the narrator on audible is peter kenny he was a delight to listen to i loved all the voices that he did it was really really good so that was part of the reason i like to listen to it so much and i don't know it was just really i thought it was fun which is a very different feeling that I would get than watching the series. So mm-hmm. It's not fun. <laughs> just watched the first episode before we started the show, and I forgot how gory it was. <laughs> um, but then I would, I would there when the bard was introduced. I'm like, am I glitching because that was not his name in the series? So what is it? And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, that's really cute what they did. So dandelion, dandelion, and the Polish translation for dandelion is jaster. Or Jackster. So that's why they named him that in the series. And I was like, that's really cool. And I like I like how they pronounce Dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> so I thought that was fun. Um, but yeah, I just I just really, really liked it. I'm having trouble remembering 
a lot of it. And then you guys talk because I censored five books. So it's a lot of it that long. <laughs> but um, I'm remembering it as you guys are talking about it. And I just thought it was, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Ray, how did it impact your mood? Uh, I was panicked. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was getting too close to the deadline. And when you guys were like, oh, maybe Thursday. Yes. Yes. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> So panicked that next week, my... awesome. Yeah, that could be that yeah. too. <laughs> uh, Sean, uh, neither highs nor lows. It, it was, it was all right. I, I was happy that it wasn't one of the books that like left me enraged or crying because it's so boring or something like that. This was not one of them. This was like, well, some of the choices that I've made in this group, <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm going to have to listen to this whole thing. Oh my God. But no, this wasn't like that. So that was good. I was happy with that. Nice. Um, once again, it was, I think I was actually a little bit disappointed because once again, I playing the games and watch the Netflix series. I, there wasn't really any surprises, which, like, it's literally a recap that I'd already seen. So it was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> um, did the book remind you of any other books that you've read, Joseph? Um, no, the books. Well, let me let me phrase this better. There is a book in a game that there is a there where there's a story that had something that reminded me of that so in uh skyrim there are books all over the place and they have little short stories in them and one of them is kind of like an indirect it's uh one of the stories from the from the witcher okay uh, and that it, it i mean i poured so many hours into skyrim I, I like when i heard the, when i heard that story i was like where do i know this from before uh, <laughs> yeah i know I've, I've seen this before and it's it was from that okay um not really i mean i don't i haven't read a lot of of fantasy um I, but like someone else said uh it may have been chris i like this take on it uh well joseph brought also brought up the fact that like he wasn't running around with a wand or a uh a, a staff or whatever he was you know he uses sigils to act you know to to do the magic or whatever um uh, plus the fact that you, like you said, he's almost like a spell sword, but not quite. It's, it's an interesting take on it that, um, the majority of his combat is, is brute force, um, or I should say at least force. Uh, but there is the interesting, you know, magical aspect to it. Um, a lot of it is, is that's how you finish off the enemy, you know, whether it be sealing him away or, or, you know, doing something like that or protecting, you know, protection spell so he can get in and, and, and use his strikes. Um, but yeah, it didn't really remind me of any other books. Uh, to me, it, it, it it's very natural why this became a game to me. Mm -hmm. uh, it just, it the idea that, okay, well, you can collect different spells and, you know, there's going to be a lot of, you know, combat, with, you know, through sword or, or hand to hand. I'm just like, yeah, this is, this is totally something I could, you know, end up playing. Uh, who knows? Maybe when I retire, I'll get back to it, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't think it really reminded me of any other books right offhand. So, Chris, um, not books specifically, but Geralt is a main character. He's a he's a, he's a trope. He's the broody main male character, but with the heart, you know, because he's got master. <laughs> and you know, there's a comedy relief as a psychic. So that nothing new about the characters or anything like that. That didn't like pick up a romance novel. I mean, it's like throwing a rock. There's a broody male main character. Main male character. Um, I've read a lot of I've read a lot of Geralt's in my time, um, uh, but yeah, not a book specifically for the stories. It kind of, sort of, as I'm thinking, it uh, reminds me a little bit of um, uh, Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss, only because it's you know it's different take on the fantasy and magic and stuff like that. So kind of remind me that it was just a little bit on it, but yeah. Okay. Uh, Ray, did it remind you of anything else? Um, I've never read the books, but I do know like what it kind of reminds me of is The Brothers Grimm. Um, 
just, just yeah, it just where it's a little bit of a different take on fairy tales, and it's a little bit different take on uh, those types of stories, and uh, so that's that's kind of what it reminded me of. Okay, uh, Sean. No, not not particular. Well, um, the Forgotten Realms uh, series. Uh, one of the novels, I'm trying to remember what it was. Anyway, it's a collection of short stories with a lot of um, their popular characters. Mm -hmm. And just the way that was kind of written, it did kind of remind me. And it's strictly structure because uh, like they're both fantasy novels. But yeah, that this was written kind of like Brothers Grimm fairy tales whereas forgotten realms is quite a bit different but uh, that's about the closest thing that i think i've read that's similar to this okay um let's see here do you have any angry questions at the end of the book joseph um not so more of a question question but more of a i would just like to know uh I know they touch a little bit on the in the book, and then I think it's the second season of the series about the actual mutations that mm -hmm. they give the witchers. But just to more like, who was the first one that figured out that could do that, and why cat eyes, uh, and not, and why is it specifically only cat eyes that they all get? Like, why not something else? And like, where that kind of aspect came from, because that is the one thing for me that did not fit into the fantasy mold. Because in I mean in my frame of reference, you talk about mutants, you're talking about like Ninja Turtles. And you know, it's something that happens like futuristic or X-Men or something like that, you know, not a you know fantasy novel. Mm -hmm. So like what what maybe it would be a question for the author, like what inspired you? Were you a huge TMNT fan? And then you just like, you know what, I'm gonna give my guy mutant powers also. Fair enough. Um I'm kind of like Ray. It would have been nice to know exactly what the last wish was. Um, but I mean, I'm okay. I, I get the gist. I, I got the gist of what it was for the most part. Um, but yeah, there wasn't, like I said, I also kind of made up my mind that uh, I was going to continue reading these books. So uh, part of me is just like, okay, well, whatever I don't know. And unfortunately nothing's really coming to mind. I'm just like, well, maybe I'll find out in the next one or somewhere along, the, you know, somewhere along the lines, uh, you know, as I keep going. So, uh, nothing really kind of, you know, was cliffhangery for me to say. So, uh, Chris, what about you? Yeah, no cliffhangers. I think cause I've watched the series and I'm kind of feel okay where I am in the story. Uh, I think more maybe interested to see, Jennifer and Geralt's relationship in the book versus the series, but that's kind of that's kind of it. I'm good where it ended. Ray, I know I already stole yours. Oh. Just yeah, like seriously. Just, <laughs> oh, the book, the last wish. You gotta tell us what the fucking last wish was. <laughs> Fair enough, uh, Sean. Uh, I'm probably gonna go with joseph on this one like there was definite incongruity between like fantasy and science fiction here with the mutations like, mm -hmm. but, like it just it always it bothered me throughout the whole thing um like yeah you're living medieval times and yet you know about genetics mm -hmm. and like they never really get into that like they explain it like, like magic, I guess that's like the uh, MacGuffin kind of thing. Like, oh, let's just explain it with magic. That yeah. always annoys me. Um, but and that kind of lingered throughout the whole the whole thing too. Like it was every story. It was like anytime they want to bring up mutations or something like that. Like this isn't working for me. Like explain it more. If you mm -hmm. give me a better reasoning behind it, because you just kind of are dancing around it and expecting us to believe it, they made it. Obviously, they haven't explained it too much in the books that Joseph has read so far, but mm -hmm. uh, 
and I don't know if they ever will, but yeah, that was probably the one lingering thing. Like when I was done the book, that was the one thing that I would think about. All right. Uh, well, two more questions real quick. Uh, would you recommend the book? Why or why not? Joseph, obviously you would because you right. recommended it to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think anyone that likes fantasy novels, uh, but wants like, uh, Ray and Chris keep saying like it's a it's a like a different take on the genre, uh, or if you like uh, the original versions of the fairy tales mm -hmm. as they were originally written for, until they got Disneyfied, you mm -hmm. know, then I think it'd be it'd be cool to read. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So if, like I said, I've only read one of the books. I'm planning on reading at least one more just kind of see how that goes. Uh, so yeah, and, and pretty much like like what you said, it's uh especially if you've watched the series i'd say if you've watched the series um be like yeah give it a shot you know at least give one of the books a shot you know if you if you like that world especially considering how slowly things are coming out um of course i think a lot of us have already decided third season may be our last season of watching it but uh i'm sure like everything else that's going on right now with the writer strike uh season four just got pushed way back so uh yeah we'll have to we'll see have to see how that goes uh if you're if you're itching for more Witcher, uh, you may have to go check out the books or the game. Like you may have to just you know fire up the game and get your fix that way because it may be quite a while before you see it on screen anymore. So, uh, Chris, would you recommend? Yeah, I think I would recommend it to somebody if they were in a like reading slump, if they mm -hmm. were you know just kind of you know not feeling it and wanted something to sort of kickstart that, especially if they like fantasy genre. Um, yeah, because I've been wanting to read it for a while. So thank you, Joseph, for recommending it. Um, yeah, definitely. If they, if somebody likes the the fantasy genre, for sure. Ray. Uh, yeah, depending on the person. Like if it was Sean, I'd say no. But uh, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, as long as they liked fantasy, and as long as they uh, that, that style, then I think it would be fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sean? Yeah, like, it depends on the person. They One, they would have to like fantasy. Um, but it's also, I think, if they're into older style books of, like, uh, fairy tales, Grimm's fairy tales and stuff like this, this might be a good gateway book into a more traditional fantasy mm -hmm. for them. Um it, it does bridge between the different fantasies, which good on them. It, it and like it is thirty years old, which nineteen ninety three shouldn't be thirty years ago, no, but it no is. Joke. <laughs> no joke. Thirty years. So this was written in the seventies. Yeah. 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 What, originally, yeah. Thirty years old. Oh, yeah. Seventies. Oh, wait. It's yeah. uh it's like Dune written in the was it the fifties and sixties and Frank Herbert started writing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw something the other day that was talking about if they made Back to the Future today, he'd be going back to what nineteen ninety something. Just yeah, like, I saw that too. Jeebus. It's nothing fun. What would you I went out and kicked a puppy? I was so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last question was about the the narrator specifically. Uh, Joseph, what do you think of the narrator? Oh, two thumbs up. He did a, he did a good job. Mm -hmm. But in my head, uh, when I think about the parts that are singing, I hear the guy from the Netflix show. <laughs> yeah. Not, uh, narrator. Yeah, he can't sing. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I agree. I, I think I think the uh, the narrator was 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 great. Uh, his take on the bard is okay. I understand it's it's his take, but yeah, there's just that character is just so ingrained from the Netflix series. It's like yeah. that is the one reason I would say maybe don't watch the series first and read the book. Um, yeah. Although it, it it doesn't matter once you once you watch the series, even if you go back and reread the books, you'll be like, no, this is how it should have been. <laughs> so uh, the only time I have come across someone singing uh, in a book series that you know the narrator singing in a book series uh that was absolutely fantastic was when i read um jeez oh, what was it was it the hobbit i think it was the hobbit and it was read by uh, oh 
Um, uh, and, uh, Andy Circus. Yes, it was read by Andy Circus. So oh. whenever he's actually singing, he's singing it as Gollum, and it's just like, well, this is just perfect, like fantastic. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Oh yeah, it was, it was great. Like honestly, uh, if you, I mean, if you if you haven't read The Hobbit or it's been a long time since you've read The Hobbit. Go find the version that's done by Andy Serkis because he does it. Number one, he's a fantastic reader. He can do voices. You know, mm-hmm. he's got a whole span. His his take on everyone is interesting. But of course, whenever he goes into Gollum, he just it's just like putting on an old, an old <laughs> you know comfy t shirt. He just slides right into it. So, uh, Chris, we already know your thought on the on yeah. the narrator, yeah. but uh, so um, you did enjoy. Him. I did. Peter Kenny is awesome. He's like up there for me with like Jim Dale and um, uh, Roy Porter, Ray Porter, you know, just like, I don't know, just something about it. Just like, he's <coughs> in the right spot for me. So gotcha. I'd listen, to, I'd listen to more of whatever Peter Kenny narrated. Yeah. I would say, yes, he's probably one of the narrators. I would probably go look for, do you, do we know if he, he reads the other, Witcher books? Is he the constant narrator? Yeah. Please tell me he's the constant narrator. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, he he definitely does the next two. Okay. Yeah. Don't know about the rest. Uh, that may be uh, maybe a problem. Let me look at my audible account real quick. All right, uh, Ray. Thoughts on the narrator? Yeah, it was <laughs> uh, narrator. Yeah, I I appreciate the narrator. I think um, even at one point seven times it was. <laughs> I'm. I don't have <laughs> ears, so you're starting to lose your hearing. So <laughs> that you know. too. That <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was it was good. Uh, when I did listen to it at regular speed, I, I quite enjoyed performance uh, because, and that's what it was. It was performance mm-hmm. of the book, which I appreciate. No offense to some of the other narrators out there. Uh, it's more of their them reading the book to you. Mm-hmm. This was a performance of the book. Yeah. 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 Sean. No, it was great. It, it like Ray said, this was a performance. It was other than the singing, which I typically don't like in audiobooks there. at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just reinforced that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no. Oh, uh, and then I'm assuming he got all the names correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't tell it. Dude, you could say anything and like for a name, and mm-hmm. I'd have to assume it's correct, especially since originally it was in Polish. Yeah, yeah, no joke. Like, holy crap! Like two letters together doesn't necessarily mean that there mm-hmm. is the same thing in Polish than it is in English. So, so before the show started, I even I even took a second and asked the the group. I was like, "How do you say the author's name?" Because I wasn't one hundred percent sure. So and you believed us because we didn't know. <laughs> it's actually at the be or I should have like done it. It's at the end of the audiobook. Or yeah, the end of the audiobook. I should have I should have paid more attention to it. So I just like to uh, listen to the uh Audible hopes you've enjoyed this program. <laughs> so, yeah. No. I yeah, that that's like on my computer. Like I use that for like a ringtone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but no, uh, narrator was great. <laughs> nice. Um, well, that is our, is our recap. Confirm Peter Kenny does read the rest. Oh, he does. Okay, excellent. Yes. All right, so that's because <laughs> there's nothing okay. And I'm actually going to kind of reference here in just a second, but like the um, the Dark Tower series by Stephen King, unfortunately, the original narrator that did the first four books, maybe five books, passed away. And so, and 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 I, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've read them. I, I can't. I think at the end of the book, they even did a quick interview with the new narrator, or maybe it was with Stephen King. And he even says, he's like, yeah, he said, uh, when he passed, we were trying to figure out who's going to finish off the series. And we went with the guy we went with, and he was very nervous that he's like, how am I going to fill these shoes? But he he did an admirable, admirable job. Um, it's not quite the same, but it, he did a good job. Like, so it, it, you can tell he definitely listened to some of the previous books and was like, all right, let me try to do either my spin or my good emulation on what's already there. So, um, cause we've definitely talked about books where, uh, the narrator maybe hasn't changed, but the narration has changed, especially for some of the characters and what that throws you off. So, um, all right, well, let's take a look at our next couple of books. We kind of shifted around the schedule a little bit to accommodate some folks. So, 
uh, our next book for, even though this will be coming out uh, in June, um, our next book for June is the um, House of the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klein. That's Chris's pick. Um, what? T.J. Clune. Clune. Okay, I got my, my phone may have uh, may have must done that. So, uh, July is my pick, Earthside by Dennis E. Taylor. August is, and I just had to add this, uh, number one in customer service, The Complete Adventures of Tom Stranger by Larry Cordia. Sure. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then September will be Jen's pick. Uh, Jen has uh, moved back overseas, so... Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, she she wanted to swap around because she's a little busy getting reaccustomed. Um it's funny, every time she posts something about, like, I can't find this. They don't have this over here. I wanted to say, yeah. you did it to yourself, woman. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, really. You can't, you can't find Dr. Pepper over there. That's that's on you. Uh, <laughs> but as soon as she has a pick for us, I'll, I'll post that. So uh, let's move on to what else we've been reading. Um, Joseph, have you been reading anything else, or has this pretty much been all-encompassing? Oh, no, no, no. There's another book that I've been reading. Um, it's called The Fifth Season mm-hmm. by N.K. Jemsen. Uh, it is like kind of in the same vein as Dune, just not so far in the future. And uh, same thing, there's like one protagonist that's going to save humanity. And uh, it takes place within the solar system and they're planet hopping. And so far, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it is the first book in, I think it's a series of five. Um, so I may, depending if I, if I like the way this book goes, I'm only about a third of the way through it. Uh, so far, it hasn't completely turned me off to it. It's just, it's a little <laughs> slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's the biggest thing. It's just, it's just a little slow. Like, I'll be listening to it at work and trying to pay attention, but it's not, it doesn't have me so, like, uh, what's the word I want to use? Like, enthralled. Engrossed. <laughs> or engrossed that I don't get distracted by something in the office, you know? Right. So, uh, but, you know, it was one of those scenes where I was like, I need something new to read. And I just Googled like fantasy or fantasy slash sci-fi novel must reads. And this one was on every single list I found. Fair enough. Um, I'll go ahead and jump in here real quick. I've actually, uh, I finished one book. It was actually really, really short. Um, the last book that we read, one of the narrators on it was um, Nick Offerman. And Sean specifically said, he's like, I think I may be done with Nick Offerman. Well, literally the next book I jumped into was not only one that he narrated, but it was one that he wrote. And it's uh, good, clean fun. And it's literally just about his shop that he has, his woodworking shop he has uh, in California. And I enjoyed it just as a someone who's a maker. It was just enjoyable listening to him because he doesn't go into any kind of real politics or anything. It's just very simple. Um, clean this is good, yeah, this is the type of woodworking that we do. And here are the people. And he literally goes through and lists the people that, that work there. And, and there's a little bit of an interview with some of them. And he talks about, you know, what they bring to woodworking and to his company. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, if, if, uh, if you're not done with Nick Offerman's voice, uh, you might want to check that one out, especially if you if you want to steer away from any of his political views or anything like that. This is like I said, this is basically just do you like woodworking? Cool. Here's a book for you. So uh, the other one that I'm. Oh, geez, I don't even I'd, I'd have to go back and look. It's it's a long book, uh, but it's also a novel by Stephen King. So that's to be expected. Um, I want to say it's twenty four 28 hours long. So uh, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a good read. Um, it's called fairy tale. It came out just a year or so ago. Uh, it's won lots of awards. Hopefully he sticks the landing. It's a Stephen King. So sometimes you never know, but what's interesting is, is um, it is his take on a lot of it is, is exploring his take on traditional fairy tales and much like, you know, with the Witcher uh, he's referencing the fact that yeah, there's, there's the real version, the original version, and there's this this Disney sanitized version. And in this world that he's exploring, it's definitely more the original, the original, you know, story type stuff. So, um, you know, the, uh, the 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 monster that you know 
gets away, you know, in the, in the sanitized version or, you know, gets off, you know, scot-free, you know, is actually a pretty decent killer in this thing. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so far I'm enjoying it. It's uh, the, essentially what happens is this high school kid um, befriends this old grumpy ass man uh, who has this really old dog. The old man passes away. The dog ends up coming to him. The dog is close to death as well. And he, the old man tells him that there's this, basically secret portal to this other world that he actually extended his life. He's like, when I, you know, I'm actually like 120, 130 years old and I was able to do it by extending my life in this other world. Um, and I know what you're thinking. If you're thinking you're going to in this dog's life, I don't blame you, but be careful because there's some really bad stuff there. And so we finally, we've gotten to the point he's entered this other world and that's what his, goal is is he's trying to figure out can i get this dog to this special place and extend its life because he's fallen completely in love with this whole dog so uh you know as an animal lover i'm just like yeah totally yeah let's go <laughs> so so uh, well the book is an isekai do what the, the book is an isekai there's an entire genre of, of anime that is basically everything you just described really okay <laughs> yeah Knowing Stephen King, he may have stumbled upon that and got into it and like, all right, this is going to be my take on it. Because, I mean, yeah. Salem's Lot is his version of Dracula, and he's he's even written several of the books. He's just like, no, this is my version or my take on this thing or this genre, which, I, you know, I appreciate. So, um, and I have to say, I don't, you know, I don't do Twitter anymore, but um, I have to say props on the man for being very, you know, for being, quote unquote, the king of horror. He is very much... Oh no, this was a fantastic horror movie and this director is awesome. You need to go check out all their stuff or these are this is a fantastic book series. You need to go read this author. Like he's yeah. very much promoting other people. So, yeah. and you know, I, I I appreciate that about the man. So uh Chris, what else have you been reading? A bunch of stuff. Oh back. Give me a while. <laughs> so um I uh I brought them all down. I don't know why, just so I remember. Okay, so there's this one called Shadow Fallen by Sheridan Kenyon. She's one of my favorite romance novels, uh, but she had a bit of a personal issue uh, a while ago, and she has come through with whatever it was. Um, so Is this, that the Witcher on the front? It could be. Look at that guy. Kind of looks that way. <laughs> but he's he's very much like Geralt. He is. Um, it takes place in um, during William the Conqueror's time, um, and he's his brother, bastard brother. And you know, dark and broody Bastard. things have happened, and this woman comes along and just makes it better, which is stuff I like to read. This one's really cute. This one's called Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. Baldry, it's his first novel. Look at it, look at the orcs, look how cute they are. <laughs> um, it's literally this orc, her name is um Viv. She's just tired of battling and death and gore and stuff, and stumbles across this uh gnomish drink called coffee and decides to open a cup shop. <laughs> so cute it's just adorable um and then i read two harry potter books and now i'm reading this fucking thing it's 800 pages it's called uh, crescent city the house of earth and blood by sarah j moss um it's it i'm was, like it was recommended it was recommended in the bookstore and there's another one but i just it's dense there is so much information that the info dumping in the first 60 pages is a lot are you were introduced like 30 different characters, like six different types of magic, uh, half a, a, an entire wolf pack and her best friend fucking dies, like in the first 60 pages. And it's, that was, it was a lot. It was a lot. So it's a lot. <laughs> I still have like 300 pages left to read. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Okay. That's it. Oh, and I'm listening to Prisoner Mask again. <laughs> Ray, you uh, read anything else? Uh, I started reading another book. <laughs> um, this one's for work, so forgive forgive it, but I, I do have to recommend it. If you're into anything humor performance-wise or safety-wise, sorry, Sean, <laughs> uh, but I, I have to recommend this one. It's called um, uh, The Five Principles of Human Performance, and it's by Todd Conklin. Um, highly recommend it. The, the guy makes it entertaining. So if if you ever go on YouTube and you search Todd Conklin, he's got a bunch of uh, videos up. Um, try and seek the ones that are about an hour long or like 45 minutes long. 
those are the ones that he just tells stories and it's it's stories about work and it's about stories of of um basically why you shouldn't fire your workers for making a mistake uh and and really trying to dig into what's going on at work uh and, and thankfully uh uh i got into this when i did and it's it's where the industries are are starting to really head which i appreciate so um yeah that's that's kind of our our go-to if if anybody brings up hey it's human performance it's like well humans are are fallible right like they, they'll make errors so what'd you do what, what do we you know let's nice let's learn from that so yeah anyway there you go. All I can think of the whole time you were saying that was, um, I think it was an episode of TNG with the Klingons and someone, one of the Klingons does like fails and they kill him. And, <laughs> and the, then the, the Starfleet, you know, you know, talks to him or whatever. And he's like, why didn't you, why didn't you properly punish, you know, the human? And he's like, because then they don't learn. Uh, <laughs> if you kill them you, they pretty much don't learn at this point and can't get better and like that was a hard lesson to learn for the Klingon anyway um, just be better yeah just be better so um, Sean <laughs> you've been reading anything else um, I listened to E-Day by um, Nicholas Smith and it's the first part in a trilogy um, it's in the future and um, humans have screwed up the world and one side is AI is salvation where the other side, the other faction is AIs are going to kill us all kind of thing and human augmentation and cybernetics and the whole nine yards. It was, it was all right. Um, they used a lot of tropes like samurais and stuff like that and um, got a little bit gory in parts. And I don't know. I don't think I'm going to continue with the series. Um, and then I started listening to um, what was it now? Uh, we'll save the galaxy for food, um, which is kind of a humor based Humans are out in space uh, and they discover instantaneous travel, mm -hmm. which puts all the space pilots out of work. So this okay. is from the point of view of a, a pilot that's like trying to do like tours and like sets up like his little tours with, oh, we're getting invaded by pirates, kind of spice things up and shit like that. Anyway, he... Uh, he takes on a job where he, the employer, she hired someone else and they just took all the money and ran. So this guy is like going to sub in because her boss is like the head gangster of like the universe kind of thing. So if she fails, she's dead. It turns out that the guy he's impersonating is a novelist that rips off all the stories from other pilots and sells his books so every pilot wants to kill him no one knows who it really is and then all of a sudden he's got the name so it, it's just a comedy of errors and all that it's i'm about halfway through it it, it is pretty funny so mm -hmm. it's it's read really well it's by uh yahtzee croshaw um but yeah it was one of those audible recommendations so yeah sure i'll give it a give it a try Fair enough. so yeah that's where i am right now okay well that is our show for the month ladies and gentlemen if you would please give us a five-star rating on google stitcher wherever it is you listen to the show you can also find the show on youtube uh at our uh channel epically geeky uh you can find our all of the shows on epicallygeeky.com, including the uh epically geeky show creatively geeky show and sustainably geeky show we're not really on social, but you could find us at Epically Geeky if you really wanted to. On the other hand, where can we find you online, Ray? <laughs> the Reluctant Yeti on Instagram when I start posting again. Nice. And correcting all the shit that friggin' Sean fucks up on the internet. Chris. Sorry, students. <laughs> Chris, where can we find you online? Um, 
Uh, marginally geeky, well, this show, because that's what we're doing right now. Uh, creatively geeky, ethically geeky, uh, sometimes on sustainably geeky, and on uh, Instagram at Mimi Midlife. Sean, where can we find you online? The Mac Daddy of the Geekies. Uh, I'm on there on occasion. And your favorite broken toy, Canadian version, on Instagram. <laughs> Joseph? Uh, if you Google me, something will pop up. <laughs> Fair enough. Is that is is that like a furry blanket you have in front of you? <laughs> he uh, it is ten minutes before I'm supposed to feed him dinner, so oh, he's okay. very very affectionate right now, trying to get early dinner. Gotcha. I I, I understand that. <laughs> and as always, you can find my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Chain on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone in sight, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 